0: Welcome back to Four Eyes, the podcast series that gives you a clear view into the optometry world across Canada and the US. We are your hosts. I'm Dr. Amrit Bilku.
1: I'm Dr. Deepan Kar.
0: Hi, I'm Dr. Bravinder Vandava.
1: And I'm Dr. Alex Kuhn.
0: So for today's episode, we're really excited to talk with Ryan Horn. He is a licensed optician and contact lens practitioner and he's been in the eyewear industry since 1993. Ryan champions the independent sector of eyewear and has developed a huge network of the industry's finest designers and fellow eye care professionals. He's also been featured in and has contributed to numerous industry publication articles. He is a Transitions Lens Insider as a change agent, and he provides his insight on the direction and advocating for the products he loves ryan is the founder of specs by ryan which is an eyewear store that challenges conventional thoughts on what eyewear shopping should be like he has two locations within saskatchewan canada and his eyewear selection is a unique eclectic blend of the world's latest trends and remarkable materials So without further ado, please enjoy our interview with Ryan Horn and get yourself into independent eyewear. So uh, Ryan, thank you again for coming on the podcast here. So for any of our listeners who don't know anything about you yet, would you mind please telling us about yourself and how Specs by Ryan came to be?
2: Hi, uh, my name is Ryan Horn. I live in Regina, Saskatchewan, and I have a store called Specs by Ryan uh it's about uh six just over six years old right now and i've been in the industry since i graduated in 1992 basically 1993 is when i i uh, got into the industry uh, in swift current where i grew up and uh there was a local store there i've told this story so many times there's a local store there and it's still there called optical image and uh everyone else in high school was going to uh university and gonna and, you know, do um uh education, commerce, engineering, all that stuff. And that just wasn't for me. And I saw this this really cool little store uh with the owners Gary and Dara, who just looked like they're having so much fun. And just just it just looked like a very fun successful business that i thought i'd like to do that someday so um got into it uh very few of us actually seek out uh becoming an optician most people end up just falling into it with a some sort of a job at an optometric practice and then next thing you know they you know end up dispensing eyewear but uh i i sought it out and uh i ended up in regina uh had a major uh, optometric clinic here there were seven and even up to nine doctors at one time and a lot of traveling to satellite offices and i had a great mentor uh in, in the lab and great uh mentors uh, on the dispensing floor and we were selling some pretty cool stuff then too so it just kind of it just the the ordinary the regular i could just see was never going to be for me it was always going to have to be um, I was going to have to be special and not a commodity. So that's what I've just kept going on and on and on, uh, worked for another optometric practice for 17 years where I controlled the dispensary. And, uh, and then, uh, it was time where, you know, I got into the industry to, uh, to have my own business at one point. And, uh, it was time to start specs by Ryan. So in a nutshell, that's kind of how it came to be. Mm -hmm. And, uh, here we are
0: that's insane. So you literally just saw this one store and you were just like, this is it. Like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. I feel like I was a
2: client. Yeah. I was a client. So I kind of knew who they were. I knew knew what it was about. And yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel like when you, when you're really passionate about your career, as in, yeah, you didn't just kind of fall into this category of being an optician or, or being involved in eyewear, It, it makes it so that your job will never disappoint you or like you'll never be tired of your job because you actually are doing something that you wanted to do the whole time. So that's amazing.
1: Yeah. We're so happy that you decided to pick, you know, the optician career because you really are changing the industry for sure. But, um, how do you go about choosing which brands will become part of your eyewear selection?
2: Well, I was introduced to the independent side of eyewear, gosh, maybe 15 years ago. And it was, I haven't looked back. It's like once once I got a taste of of non-big box brand, non-mass produced uh product, uh, once I got to know the actual designers and 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 the those responsible for creating these pieces on a on a personal level, it's like you I mean I can't just sell a name brand on a, on a side of a frame anymore, and uh, that was part of it. Where um, in Saskatchewan, in general, I mean, it's you know, it's always been a, a few years behind the major centers, right? So uh, people, you know, would would be kind of limited in their knowledge of what is good and what is not, and and quite often that associated with with a, a major brand associated that was you know written on the side of the frame and then if it had that well then it was good and it was it was expensive and it was it was great and i learned that that wasn't the case um so it was it's one of those things where the independent side of things was a whole new world and for me to bring it to saskatchewan uh, on a bigger level uh where it was almost like a challenge, where. I think I could sell that stuff here. You know, people I'm selling stuff that's more expensive that people haven't heard about. Mm -hmm. And that was like a personal challenge that, uh, just became so addicting where people just fell in love with what I was providing and telling the stories and, and, you know, about, you know, what the designers are like and, and that kind of thing. And, you know, even different materials, you know, you got wood, you've got Buffalo horn, you've got you know, all these exotic kind of materials and just the the different thought process behind these things. So basically that's what came down to is, is letting go of the old traditional ways of having all the same reps come visit me. Like they visit everybody else and we're all carrying the same thing where I could actually um, bring in things that I could really get excited about and also challenge people here and say, you know what? We're not a Toronto, we're not a Vancouver, we're not a Tokyo, Paris, Rome, New York, but we can sure have the same stuff, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. And people travel now. I mean, Saskatchewan had quite a boom, you know, prior to all this uh, pandemic stuff over the years and people would travel and, and you know, we would, we would make our living here, but then we would use our airport like crazy and get the heck out of here every once in a while. And people would travel to the world and come back and love these experiences and love these things that um, they would see and then notice that, oh, I can get that at home. So I choose independent. That's what I choose. Mm. That's the main thing uh, over anything is independent.
3: That's awesome. I feel like a lot of the typical um, optical stores, they all carry the same brands. Everyone carries Uh the same thing. And then you always have your like customers, especially your millennials, coming in and be like, "Hey, I want to buy something unique. I want to buy something like nobody different. has, something mm-hmm. different, something that stands out." So I feel like you are, you have that niche there that mm-hmm. um, attracts that certain buyers or customers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really awesome. Yeah. Sometimes they don't, Sometimes they right don't even yet.
2: know what they're looking for. You know, they think they come in looking for something, and then I give them a little detour. And I'm like, oh, well, this is this. Oh, wow, I never would have tried this. I didn't know anything yeah. about this. And and um, yeah, a lot of people do carry the same things. And it, it's it, a lot of it has to do with oh, this is what people want. <laughs> this is what people ask for. This is what they want. And my view is they don't know what they want because they haven't seen what I can bring them. Yeah. So I'm going to introduce them to something new. Yep.
3: So Ryan, uh, specifically, what certain characteristics? materials colors and trends in eyewear are you looking for that make you believe that a collection is unique i don't know <laughs> if there's a certain
2: formula it's like you see and it's like it does what it with you, you or not yeah like yeah. is it something it, like there's different genres you know you've got mm-hmm. your classic americana which is has there's a lot of brands doing they're just classic americana stuff you know p3 shapes you know matte tortoises yeah. and it's like how intricate are they how simple are they are they um you know some of them are more elaborate some have more embellishments uh some of them are heavier duty some of them are lighter and mm. then it's the price point and it's like okay my you know top tier client is going to want you know the ultra rich looking ones and then our young millennials are going to want something really low key and you know just classic and simple but Overall, I mean, I've, I've had relationships with a lot of the brands I carry for many, many years, and that's what's the other part of this, the joy of the other part of this uh, independent eyewear is that you build these relationships with these collections and these these, com- these small companies, and they just keep coming out with great stuff. So it's, it's so easy just to keep rolling with whatever they're doing next. Mm-hmm. And then the odd time, there might be some new... A hot new uh, collection that just kind of makes a splash and you're like oh okay I think I'm ready to try something like that so it's I can't say for sure what what it is it's like how does it resonate with you and then how does it Mm -hmm. fit in with the rest of the collections you sell Uh, are you missing any kind of of genre or you know what do you you know are you low on this price point but Mm -hmm. this kind of a style and do you need something a little more wacky and out like out there that that you're not going to sell all the time but it it sure gets people in the door and gets them talking they all have a purpose so it's I wish I could tell you it's like but a lot of the companies I've dealt with for so long so it's like whatever they have next and then the odd time I'll just bring in something fresh if it hits me
0: yeah it's like whatever speaks to you And that's, I feel like that is independent eyewear, right? Cause it's not, I mean, the, the, Mm -hmm. the top brands like Rav was mentioning, like the Ray-Bans and the, and the Gucci, whatever those, those frames, they don't even, they don't even care what it looks like. Like it doesn't need to look like anything. It just has to have the name on the thickest, boldest or thinnest frame. And, and people will not pay Mm -hmm. attention to what it looks like, but with independent Mm -hmm. eyewear, a lot of us don't know the brands. We don't know the names. So you have to look at it. You have to literally pay attention to the details and think, Oh, like this little, you know, gold detail on the side. Like, I love that that stands out or that speaks to me. So that's, yeah, I feel like that is the whole purpose of independent eyewear, which is
3: always fun. Do you have, are your brands mainly Canadian or are they more like European?
2: There are, gosh, I have only a couple of Canadian um rap out of toronto there's not many canadian brands mm-hmm. to tell yeah. the truth there's spectacle Eyeworks works from vancouver and uh and rap from toronto and forgive me if i'm forgetting anybody i had a terrible canadian <laughs> they're to gonna call more. you
0: tomorrow why yeah. did you mention us
2: exactly yeah so <laughs> it's uh it, it's it's generally um american yeah. european and american uh okay. brands that either they have their head office in in united states or some of them are out of out of europe uh, a lot of them are made in japan but they're distributed out of the united states
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, yeah
0: i might be asking you another difficult question to answer
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so but you know we're really curious because you know you've been in the industry for so long and you know everyone has different styles and different needs with their eyewear so what would be your typical process or questions to ask in helping them mm-hmm. find their perfect pair of glasses?
2: Um, regardless of age and everything, I, I probably do it the same for everybody, mm-hmm. but, uh, I really want to establish a comfort level for people that, you know, just to let them like, cause this is a very stressful and in a lot of cases, uh, uh, It causes anxiety and, and it's a very, it's a very, I don't know. It's just not a pleasant experience for a lot of people from what they're used to Mm -hmm. in other places. So they come in quite often. They're, they don't want to be here. It's like, you know, I don't know how to find some glasses. I can never find any. And, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ice I have to break first. Mm -hmm. And I just want to get them comfortable and relaxed and we're going to have some fun today we're yeah. gonna you know we're gonna you know try on a bunch of different things and we're gonna walk you through it we're gonna you know take you on a little tour of all these different collections and and we're gonna warm you up a little bit and mm-hmm. quite often you know I, I I always ask is there anything you were thinking that you were really kind of liking that you think you'd really kind of on for yourself and mm-hmm. sometimes they'll go oh I like this this or this and but most often they're like I don't know I have yeah no idea. <laughs> awesome clean slate, clean slate. <laughs> what are you wearing now so I have a look what they're wearing now they tell me about it whether they like it or don't or whatever and and if they really like it I uh you know regardless of what it looks like I I I try to warm them up with styles that are not too far from what they have just to get them used to looking at that mirror Mm -hmm. and looking at that image of the mirror, that person that they know look different. And it's weird for them to see themselves look different. So I like to make just the whole warming up process. Now, some people might go, no, these are just like what happened. Okay, move on. Let's, let's try something uh, a little more adventurous or whatever. Right. So, but mm. in general, I just, I just keep it really smooth, relaxed and try them on something that they're comfortable with and, and that they can kind of build some trust in me. And and yeah. you know, it's, it's cause they don't know who I am half the time. They're, you know, yeah.
0: I feel like, um, patients are always thinking that the glasses that they choose this year are going to be glued to their face permanently for the rest of their life and yep. and and i feel like that gives all that anxiety when sometimes i do tell them at my clinic i'll be like you know it's okay to try something new because you're going to come back in 2 years and you're going to buy another pair of glasses so you're going to be someone different just for two like you know one or two years right. and then if you're tired of that you can switch it up again and i feel like people forget yeah. that all Time. they always think that it's like a life or death situation if they pick the wrong yeah. frames.
2: <laughs> well, a big part of it again in our industry is that it's an all upfront cost and yeah, that's the biggest perception no matter what. no matter how much they're paying mm-hmm. it's it's one it's like they're it's like they're buying a car. Yeah, it's like this is the most expensive thing they're ever gonna buy and oh, th- that's what's so frustrating. However, maybe that if it's a saturday that night they're going to go out for dinner and they're going to spend 300 bucks on dinner and not blink an eye or their trip to costco there's 400 bucks in the (laughs) cart that didn't have to be 400 bucks in the cart you know all these things so um it's it you're right there is a lot of pressure they put on themselves and yeah and uh i i definitely again in my rapport building with them i will try to let them know that I'm here to help them. I'm here to see them from a stranger's perspective, how others will see them on the street in the restaurant and the grocery store at work. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, what they're looking at in the mirror is weird to them, but I want, like, I, I say within reason, I'm not trying to, you know, put you into witness protection program here unless they need <laughs> it. Um, I want to, I really want to help them find their eyewear potential within reason. And mm-hmm. I think uh, I say, you know, I do bring up the longevity. I'm like, I've been doing this for 30 years, 30 years. So like <laughs> I've seen it all, you know, yeah. like, I think I know what I'm doing. Like it, it's, yeah. it's hard to, to really portray that without, I don't want to sound arrogant or anything, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I'm just like, just listen to me. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, I think, you know, I, I, I generally can read the room. I can read what your personality is like. And I can tell that, you know, maybe that that wild tail looks great on you now, but I know that that's not your pair for now. That's a second pair for later or something, but this is the pair for you now. And it just brightens you up. It, it just looks, it looks inviting mm-hmm. and friendly and it just, it keeps you looking young.
1: You yeah. know, that's
2: what a lot of people want and they do want honest. And you know, I'll say, I have, I'm going to tell you, here's a frame, look at this one on here. It's like, mm, I don't know mm, that one on you. No, it's not doing anything for you. And I I say I will tell you I'm here, I'm here to be the bad cop too. Not everything's mm-hmm. gonna look great. And they're like, I say, I'm gonna be very picky for you. And they're like, Oh, thank you. There's yeah. always that big <laughs> relief. Thank you. Because I say I have too many, too many frames for you to just to go with anything. Yeah.
0: No, that's great. You're like building up a story for this client mm-hmm. that's coming in for when they go home with their glasses. Now they can feel mm-hmm. like that person once they buy them. So that's great. Right. Um. Mm-hmm. Another quick question. So most of our listeners on this podcast are, like we said before, either optometry students or new grad optometrists who are maybe thinking about opening up their own practice with eyewear included in that. So, you know in your opinion what are the benefits of owning an independent eyewear shop versus um you know partnering up with the bigger box brands (laughs) i don't know
2: i I, it's to me i again i i love what i do and i just Mm -hmm. can't sell a commodity i i i'm not in it just to sell glasses i'm in it to help people you know really to change their life and that's what feels so gratifying Mm-hmm. when I see people out on the street or you know when we used to go to events and stuff they'd be like oh I just got my new glasses you know and, and they, they're pumped about <laughs> them they're jacked about it so uh there's other people who are purely business-minded people and they're mm-hmm. like well this is what we're gonna sell and we're gonna sell this many and this many units and we're gonna fine that's cool you know go for it uh that's not me so yeah. to me there's an art um I like being an optician because there is some science involved. I didn't want to be a doctor like you. Uh, (laughs) I couldn't, I couldn't go through all the medical stuff. Uh, I couldn't get excited about that uh, as much, but there is some, definitely a lot of technical sides that I have to deal with and filling prescriptions and helping uh, what you guys write for prescriptions, help people see the best in the finished product and help them look the best. And so then there's also the fashion aspect. So that's what I love as well. But for those who are opening up their own practices, or doing their own thing, and uh, you know, I would say, do what you do best. Do yeah. your doctor stuff. Do you, and if you want to get into more of the eyewear too, if you have time to help people choose eyewear, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, get the right optician involved. Yeah. Get get the right team involved and be on the right page and and you can still be involved when you're handing off the patient and, and have a little, Oh, that looks good. You need to, Oh, what about that? What about that one? We were looking at the, you know, like be involved in it. I mm-hmm. think that's cool. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, I think people need a great clinician and they need somebody who can provide a really, uh, trustworthy and, and, and solid results. Yeah. And then, and then they want to have, you know, I don't, and again, independent to me is just more fun more interesting and I think I've been successful without a doctor for six years very successful Um, I let people choose whatever doctor they want to go to it's Mm -hmm. like don't break up with your hairstylist you know go see whoever doctor (laughs) (laughs) you want but if you want cool eyewear that's what I'm here for and it's not easy because you know the easy road is to take what you know the big companies have and they they give oh buy x amount of pieces get 10 free and Mm -hmm. all like all these things and get this free get that free and they just they just want to load you up with everything and that's to me that's a deal with the devil you're just like Mm -hmm. okay well I can they're making it easy but is it stuff that you're going to want to sell because then people are coming in they're seeing what that frame is oh I'm going to go look at it online and then they'll find it online because it's everywhere yeah independent Very hard to find online, and if you do, it's usually from the manufacturer for MSRP, Mm -hmm. and there's there's no benefit whatsoever for them to get it from the from a website or the manufacturer. So, if that's what you want, like you have to really learn that you can't please everybody, Mm -hmm. and in independent for optometric, that's where it does get a little tricky sometimes to find that quality in the lower lower price points because you're dealing with all walks of life coming into your practice.
1: So speaking of trying to please everybody, when we think about the idea of selling an eclectic blend of creative eyewear, just like what Rab said before, this sounds like something that would attract millennials more than anyone else. So what is your secret to attracting the diverse clientele that you already have, like people of all ages and all backgrounds?
2: I don't know if I'd pinpoint millennials as the only ones who want that. No, I am finding more and more Gen Xers and baby boomers who have the disposable income. They're those are the clients I, I love and want more. The millennials are still getting established, you know, the especially the really young ones. It's such a broad age range right now, but <laughs> I'd say, you know, twenty six or twenty-seven and under, um, you know, we've definitely have a good portion of clientele. They all want the stuff, but know until they get established in careers and stuff and they they want to spend you know eight nine hundred a thousand dollars whatever on glasses um they they definitely like it for sure but i have found much more um success with the baby boomers and and uh gen xers who they just like good stuff they're just like yeah like you know what i got the house i got the car i got all this stuff and shoes and why not the cool glasses so um and and again those are the ones that'll buy multiple pairs and now with all the zoom meetings and such you know people are wanting to look good
0: (laughs) i know i actually get really jealous of all the people we interview with really cool glasses um Mm -hmm. we also interviewed um dr Huang. he's an optometrist from uh, alberta he works with a lot of independent eyewear as well and Mm -hmm. um your glasses and his glasses the round frames the mm-hmm. different colors on them. I get really jealous now because I had LASIK done. So,
2: <laughs> so part I. of me
0: just doesn't want to spend the money on frames anymore, but they're so, they're so much better than they were like five, six years ago.
2: I so just didn't want to have bad eyes anymore. I, I yeah, I it was not about, <laughs> and now I had, that was like 12, 13 years ago, but now I have a slight little fine tuning correction, but I wore glasses the whole time.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's, it's, it's especially when you're in the industry, you gotta know. show you gotta show what you're what you're about
3: i gotta get those plano lenses <laughs>
2: yep the windows
3: we all kind of know that spec by ryan is not the typical optical store so what does a typical store sorry what does a typical optical store often look like and how do you think optical stores should be perceived so we're talking about more of like the setup like how you set the store up
2: i've never wanted it to be an optical mm-hmm. it's not called okay. specs by Ryan optical um, to me all that stuff is just so I don't know um, I just see a lot of op- opticals with the frame racks and you know bad carpet and bad lighting and it you know that's not how you how you find fashion Yeah. so I felt when I was opening up I wanted it to be a reflection of myself. I'm not a guy who dresses up every day, fancy clothes. I'm a t-shirt, jeans, you know, khakis or whatever. I got mm-hmm. sneakers on. I wanted a vibe where people would feel good when they walk in the door. I had art on the walls. I, right now I got a lot of my photographs on the walls. Uh, we have graffiti uh, I have random stuff. I've got a whole whack of old TVs with the dials all playing. Uh, I think it was a, it was a fitness competition from 1984. <laughs> so where the, you know, the jazz size and they're, <laughs> and they're doing the, you know, it, it's just or sometimes I'll have WrestleMania on oh, there. Wow. I'll have just all, all the stuff that makes people go, oh yeah, at least, at least my yeah. age, you know, like uh,
0: reminisce. Yeah.
2: Yeah, just like feel good. I have an old telephone Mm -hmm. phone, a telephone with the dial, rotary dial. It's always fun to see if young people know how to use it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You know, and then I have all my eyewear mostly in cabinets and drawers. So Mm -hmm. um, where they're all tucked away, I have Mm -hmm. some out on display and, you know, little shelves here and there just to kind of, you know, showcase a few here and there. But overall, I did take the... um, the uh the idea from more of the classic european opticians that would basically have no frames on display they sit down with you with a cabinet next to them they pull out drawers and they they present you with the frames and so when people come in they're not going oh my god there's like 1,300 frames on the wall and how am i ever going to choose yeah so to me it creates an aesthetic where it's it's a chill place to come hang out and talk and you know we got good music on all the time and it yeah it, you, i just wanted to create cool vibes and be the anti optical it's not i don't want anything clinical or yeah. or anything
0: yeah i think what you just uh what you said about how eyewear is fashion right so that mm-hmm. that really just stood out to me which makes sense now that our optical stores or eyewear stores should be more like a retail location. Like when you sell clothing, you know, it's not a very medical or sterile, like cold environment. You know, you use warm lighting, nice music in the background, um, different shelves and different ways to present the product. So um, yeah, that just kind of resonated with me that, you know, eyewear that's typically on those nose peg frame boards and they're all just lined up very straight and neat and tidy and empty and cold, you know, that's, that's not really fashion. That's, that's just, that's medical, you know, that's, that's the eye exam. That's the room where you Mm -hmm. get your eyes checked. Yeah. It looks, you know, very clean and put together, but, um, yeah, I, I like how you just mentioned that. So that, that just gives a whole new perspective on how we should be selling eyewear in general like look at the restaurant
2: industry when you go to a new uh, like all the trendy new restaurants you know some of them are absolutely rustic and you're yeah. like this is so cool they kept it so simple yeah and they, you know like just just always thought-provoking there's there's different ways of using different things to uh, as props as whatever to mm-hmm. to make you feel good
3: yeah it's overwhelming to customers too right walking into a store and just seeing so many frames and they're gonna try on everything, and mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they won't like anything. Yeah. It's Everything's gonna start looking like the same at too the many end. options. Yeah. Too many options, yeah. yeah. And it's nice yeah. that you have them in cabinets. That way, you're like their personal shopper, right? right. They have that personal yeah. experience, yeah. and that way, yeah. you get to know their style, get to know their life story, and present them glasses. Yeah. So, in your opinion, what are the top five brands? of eyewear that are popular amongst your clientele at this moment.
2: Uh, without a question Jacques Marie Mage is number one. It's uh they've 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 taken the classic americana and uh, and really added like it's a, it's like on steroids. So I <laughs> always say if Quentin Tarantino had an eyewear playlist it would be Jacques Marie Mage. It's just filthy <laughs> 70s yeah. uh, badass it, it's it's unapologetically bold and heavy. Mm -hmm. but it's just rich in it you know it's rich blacks and tortoises and and even its crimson colors and Mm -hmm. uh and and its embellishments on you know with the little arrows on the the top
0: oh wow is that what you're wearing
2: no i'm wearing tavat which is another really hot one for us out of italy Mm -hmm. uh tavat is um this one here is uh from their soup can collection so it's a lot of a it's a lot thicker uh, mm-hmm. in the metal here in the titanium. So it looks like they cut the top of a soup can out. Yeah. And so it's very uh, distinguishable uh, amongst everything. It's very technical too with the temples yeah, um, and, and how the hardware is. So, um, you know, in Saskatchewan, it's still sometimes a tough go selling round and it's yeah. exhausting because, Oh, Harry Potter, blah, blah. I'm like, Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> kill me. I'm just like, <laughs> it's very hard because we, we still live in a place where people are used to long rectangles only and round is just a dirty word and <laughs> and it, you know I, I tell them I say when I travel when I you know like when I go to the shows in New York and Vegas and that kind of thing it's like the world is wearing, wearing round.
0: round yeah
2: so don't talk all Regina to me now like it's <laughs> it's that's what I'll I quite often say and um I, I more and more and more people are are asking for it and wanting it. Uh, so it's not all that bad. It's actually, we're doing really well with it. It's just the odd yeah. time we're fighting our demographic a little bit.
0: I, I actually had a girl this morning who came in, she was a 22 young girl and she had thin metal frames that were in a hexagon shape for her lenses. Yep. And they look so good. I was like, this is so different and it just pops on her face. Like you can just, you know, it stands out. I thought they were really cool and they were really big too. Cause I feel like the oversized lenses are Still really good. in style right now. Yeah.
2: hexagon is kind of the new round. It's like, if you want something yeah. that looks round, but just a little bit different, uh, we're seeing mm-hmm. more and more of the hexagonal shapes and, yeah. and they're fun.
1: Yeah. So Ryan, I'm sure you get this question a lot, but do you have plans to ever create your very own eyewear line?
2: Uh, I really haven't. Um, it's one of those things where I just like all the genres. I like too many different genres of eyewear. I don't think I could just pick one and say, I have to make this mm-hmm. and this is my destiny because I just appreciate all the different kinds. And I quite often will say, you know, I love a good joke. I just can't invent them. I can't think of them. You know, yeah. I, I could tell <laughs> one, but I just can't think of one. So, um, I, I I'm more of the, I'm more of the uh, I, I like I definitely like being more of a retailer. However, um, it's it, it's getting to be one of those things where uh, the options for the lower cost frames are getting more and more challenging uh, to find something to get excited about. So there may be something down the road where I'd like to get into um, just low cost, but what I call specs approved eyewear for. Uh, again, simple kind of stuff, nothing crazy, but something that I can have a little more of a hand on and, mm-hmm. and feel confident in because we look, we, we have a gas station next door and quite often I'll, I'll think of some of the cheap product and it's like, this must've come from the gas station next door. And I don't want that. So I want to <laughs> at least, that's what I would do, but I wouldn't get into any major collection. Mm-hmm. There's just, there's so many good ones out there. They know what they're doing. I'm very happy to carry their product and sell it and, uh, and keep it fresh and moving. So,
0: Yeah. Well, that that was um, all of the questions that we had for you, Ryan. We're very happy that you came on the podcast. I think uh, Specs by Ryan is definitely going to inspire somebody or at least some people on our podcast when they listen. And I mean, it, it obviously inspires us that, you know, now that we're learning a little bit more about independent eyewear every day. We're always keeping that in the back of our mind now, too, to reach out to independent eyewear makers when, you know, we potentially want to open up our own practices and work with an optician who can, you know, start this process with us, too. Um, So, yeah, thank you so much again for coming on. Do you have any other final thoughts or anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners about yourself or even just Specs by Ryan in general that we didn't get to um, talk about yet?
2: No, I think I touched on pretty much everything and I, I, wish everyone out there, the new grads, um, all the success. It's, it's a, it's a challenging business world out there. And, and that's what doctors have become had to become more and more our, our business people Yeah. and, um, enjoy what you do again, do what you do best, but also align yourself with the right people. And, uh, I mean, if I could have, if I had room for a, a doctor, I would love to have them. Um, Uh, I, I just don't at the moment, but I think Mm -hmm. the alignment of both, uh, both of the O's is, is a, is a very good one. And I think there, there's strength in numbers and I think, you know, build your practices like that. Don't sell yourself to the devil. I mean, there's (laughs) always going to be here, you know, we'll take care of all your student loans. Maybe for some, that's cool, but I mean, it's a long career, enjoy it. And, um, take risks and and don't do what everyone else is doing.
3: Mm-hmm. Thank you to everyone for listening to four eyes. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating to give us feedback on how we're doing. You can also check us out on Instagram at four eyes opt for more content. Look out for new episodes every Wednesday. So until then, stay tuned.